Just Our Real Estate, episode number 161. All right, thank you and welcome to Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host and I am happy to have you here today. I want to jump right into the content, but before I do, real quick, I want to ask you to take a moment, go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It is probably the best thing you can do for this podcast. It's the best way to say thank you if you're enjoying the podcast. If you've ever thought you really enjoy it and you're getting a lot out of it, go to iTunes, give me a rating and review. It means the world. It helps me reach more people. It helps me help more people. And doggone it, it's just a nice thing to do. So <laughs> if you don't mind, go there and do that real quick, and I would be eternally grateful. Okay, on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. Awesome of you to be here. I appreciate it. I'm excited about it. So let's dive into today's content. Today I want to talk about why I am emphatic, emphatic, emphatic that you should never reach for a deal. So I want to discuss the worst thing you can do as a real estate investor. It's probably one of the most common mistakes, if not the most common mistake I see new real estate investors making all the time. It's called reaching for a deal and lying to yourself about the numbers. You have to trust the numbers. I've said it before. I'll say it in the future and I'm saying it now. Trust your numbers. When you're just starting out in real estate, one of the things that you should educate yourself on right off the bat, <clears throat> and I always advocate people to learn a little bit about the real estate investing game and then dive in head first and get yourself, you know, kind of down in the muck and learn this industry from the ground floor. But one thing that I don't think you should shortcut is your education and learning the numbers, learning how to run the numbers. And by running the numbers, I mean literally learning what the numbers are that are the variables needed when deciding whether or not something is a good deal. So for me, as a house flipper, if you're flipping a house, there's a few numbers that are critical that you understand. And I've gone over these in great detail in other episodes. So I'm not gonna give you a lot of detail about what each number is and what it means, but I do want to quickly list the numbers or the criteria or uh, the variables that are critical critical for a flip and it's they're critical for um, other forms of real estate investing but I'm, I'm flipping in general <clears throat> all of these things are critical number one after repair value which is also called ARV uh, for short, after repair value, we all know, is what the house will be worth after you fully renovate it. That number is so critical, it's probably, it's one of the top two, right? I'm going to list six things here, but it's definitely one of the top two. For me, it's the most critical because it's the number that I rely on someone else more than any other number that I deal with in my real estate investing business, ARV is the one that I have to put the most trust in another individual. So for me, the ARV is the most critical number because it's the one that I stress out about more than any other number, to be perfectly honest. Okay, number two, the rehab cost. This would be number two if ARV is number one in terms of importance. Rehab cost is number two. The rehab cost is the cost it's going to take you to fully renovate and update uh, a property to flip. So the rehab cost, usually you get those numbers from a contractor. Once you've been in the business for a long time, you can pretty much uh, estimate your rehab on your own. And then it's just a matter of bringing your contractor in there to verify your numbers. But once you've been doing it for a while, you'll be able to, to come up with your rehab cost without any hope. <clears throat> 
Okay, number three, realtor fees. These are usually pretty set. For most people that I talk to around the country, and I'm not sure how this plays out around the world, so you'll have to excuse me if I don't know the cost or what a realtor charges in other countries. I just don't know. I think in Canada, it's also pretty much the same as what it is in the US, but for other countries, I'm not sure, but it's usually the same. Um, you know, No matter what house you're buying, usually the, the realtor fees remain the same. In the United States, by and large, I think 6% is fairly standard, 3% going to the buying agent, 3% going to the selling agent. That's that's pretty standard. There, there are uh, realtors out there who will you know, cut it down a little bit, and they'll take 2% and give the, the buying agent 3% just to help you out. But generally speaking, straight across, um, it's 6% total of the cost of the house. Okay, number four, closing costs. These are not fixed, but um, what I use to determine closing costs, and closing costs are like transfer fees and property taxes and and um, you know title insurance and, and that kind of stuff. Closing costs, like I said, they're not fixed, but you can calculate them if, if, you, if you know what you're doing. I generally just throw four to 5% of the total cost of the house when I sell it for closing costs. That's pretty much what I assume closing costs are gonna be. I, I usually use 4% to be quite honest. So I have 6% for the realtor and 4% for the closing costs and various costs associated with selling the house. So I usually just do my, my fixed costs at 10%. Um, that's combining the realtors and the closing cost. Okay, number five, the purchase price. That's pretty easy. That's going to be something that that the buyers, or I'm sorry, the seller is going to tell you what the purchase price is going to be, or, or at least what they're asking. And that's a starting point. But it's nothing you have to calculate. Your purchase price is what you offer, right? I mean, so all the other numbers that that you're going to need to to look at are going to end up giving you the purchase price. In other words, if you plug in all the other numbers I'm telling you now, at the end of the equation, it would be equals purchase price kind of a thing. So um, it's a number that you calculate, but it's it's basically a number you're going to come up with after plugging in all the other variables. Okay. And then finally, number six, your desired profit. Never, never, never leave this out. Don't calculate everything and then uh, offer a price for a property based on subtracting, you know, the rehab cost, the realtor fees, the closing costs, the purchase price, you know, that's what you're going to offer them. That's not it. You have to always use uh, your profit. The profit that you want is one of the variables. Otherwise, you won't make any money. If you offer something for a property that doesn't include your desired profit, you basically just said you want to break even. So always put in your desired profit. That's a, that's a very personal decision. It's up to you what you want your profits to be. <clears throat> so I usually shoot for 15 to 20%. <clears throat> Excuse me. I usually shoot for 15 to 20%. That's just me. You don't have to do it. You know, some people say 10% is fine, 12%. Some people shoot higher than 20%. In my market, for me, my business and the way I run things, 15 to 20% is usually what I shoot for. Okay. Each one of these numbers are very important. All of them can be calculated by you if you have the right resources and experience. Like I said, ARV is one that I usually rely on my realtor, but if I really wanted to, I could get my realtor's license and get access to the MLS and I could come up with my own ARVs. It just isn't worth my time and effort right now to do that. It may be someday in the future and if it is, I will, I'll do that. But you can calculate them all, like I said, if you wanna get your realtor's license and go that route. But chances are you'll have to rely on someone else 
to give you some of these numbers, especially if you're just starting out. But a few of the key numbers that you probably have to rely on someone else to give you is, like I said, the ARV, number one. And if you're very new, the rehab cost. You're gonna have to get a contractor to tell you what it's gonna cost to do what you wanna do to a given property. And those are the variables that are probably have the biggest impact on your ability to turn a profit on a flip or on anything really, right? The after repair value, if you're gonna buy and hold, if you're gonna be a landlord, maybe the ARV isn't so critical, but the rehab cost is. If you're gonna do any work to it, you need to know what that, that rehab cost is. So when I tell you that you should never reach, what I'm specifically saying is don't underestimate or be overly aggressive on the ARV or the rehab cost. If a realtor with a lot of experience that you trust tells you that a house that you're looking to purchase will only sell for $100,000 in top condition, don't assume that you can get 105 or 110 or more. Also, if your contractor tells you that it's going to cost $50,000 to rehab a house, don't assume that you can just whittle that number down to $35,000 or $40,000 because it probably won't happen. If anything, rehab budgets tend to get inflated. They, you rarely do people come in under budget unless they really shot high, but it doesn't usually happen. Finally, if your desired profit on a flip is $20,000, right? That's just what you wanna make, $100,000 sale, you wanna make 20,000, don't settle for five, uh, five or 6,000 just because you want the deal so badly. Because if you do that on all of these different variables, um, you're really gonna be in trouble. So if you find a lead and you wanna turn it into a deal so badly that you inflate the ARV, you, you assume you can get way more for the house once it's done, and then you lowball the rehab cost and lower your desired profit, then uh, it turn if it turns out, if the ARV turns out to be exactly what you were told and the rehab budget goes over like it sometimes does, you're stuck with a deal that probably won't make a profit or even worse, you'll lose money. I've seen this happen. It's almost always the case of an investor ignoring all of the signs that they've been given or all of the advice that someone else has given them. They just ignore it because they just want it to be a deal so badly. But that's a huge mistake. Trust the numbers. If the deal doesn't look like it's gonna be profitable or the margins are so razor thin, thin that not one thing can go wrong, just walk away. Just walk away from it. Never, ever, ever get emotionally attached to a deal. It will almost always spell disaster. Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay guys, one last thing before you go. I'd like to ask you a favor. I'd like you to think about the one thing in your business that you struggle with, something that you really need help with, something that you think I might be able to help you get past, a hurdle, a question, just something that plagues you when you're trying to move forward in your business and let me know what it is. Shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com and put the subject line help and tell me what it is that's keeping you from taking the next step, that's keeping you from propelling your business forward 
or what's keeping you from getting started, what piece of information, what what thing is, is sort of holding you back from doing what you want to do in this business? I really want to know. I really want to create solutions for your problems, and I can only do that if you tell me what your problems are, I truly want to help. Please send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject help, and let me know what it is that's holding you back. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 